0: Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, we don't have a television show to discuss, so let's talk about uh, news. They drop new stuff. There's new stuff to talk about. All that and more. we in for this episode. We have no control over.
1: Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. And today, for the first time in our producer chair is Melissa Khalil, filling in for Ashley. How you doing, Melissa?
2: Hello, I'm good. Happy to be here.
1: We're so happy to have you. Absolutely. We uh Melissa has been helping us out on trivia for many, many uh months and ages, ages. And it's uh it's been <laughs> awesome having her every Wednesday night on there. And uh when Melissa was busy, we said, uh, "Come join us for." And beep when producer. Ashley was busy, I said Melissa tonight." I, dang. Yep. Too many too many names. When I Melissa be-
0: was busy, we asked for Melissimo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When Ashley's busy, we call Melissa. When
1: Melissa's busy, we call Melissimo. Sorry, that was pre-show talk. If you're not watching on Twitch, you just missed it. You just missed it. Sorry, you missed all the (laughs) time. You're just
0: completely outside of the joke if you're not on Twitch.
1: (laughs) Okay, well, uh, but we're we're excited to be back. Uh, We we missed last week. We were all traveling for different things and just could not get uh, together on On a podcast, so we missed last week, and then the week before we only did one because it was the finale of Fatwas. So we're finally back. We're going to get, try to get a couple episodes in this week, and uh this is going to be our first one. It's going to be news and feedback. So we're just going to talk about some news and feedback. Yeah, it feels like it's been so long since we've done news and feedback. How do we? How do we even do this? I don't know. I guess we just say what the news is, and then we talk about it. Okay, Does that seem good. Okay, so we'll try that. Do, um, do you want Melissa? Would you like to go go ahead into your feedback cave, or do you want to hang out for the news? We've never done a news and feedback with a producer. We don't know how to do this. What do we do with our hands? What do we do with our producer? <laughs> <What> do- <laughs> I'll hang out. I'll hang out. You probably saw things we didn't uh, we didn't cuz Melissa's very perceptive. So, what are the <laughs> what are the news stories, Jeff? What do we got?
0: So, the biggest thing that we've got right now um that I think is kind of like dominating the MCU cast uh thought is Loki got moved up. Loki, the series got moved to debut on Wednesday, June 9th, yeah. which is 5 days after my birthday. Not saying that anybody needs to get me anything cuz Marvel already has. Yeah.
1: But... Yeah, they did. It's interesting that you say that's the biggest thing on all of our minds cuz I feel like it's not even like content related, but it is it's like but it's going to be like a schedule thing cuz I wonder if this yeah. means all their stuff is going to be on Wednesdays now cuz they've got the Marvel um Disney uh, Disney's got the Star
0: Wars stuff coming out on Friday with Bad Batch. Yeah. well, Bad Batch debuted on a Tuesday, and then, well, I really, I think it, I think it's less that it debuted on a Tuesday and more that it debuted on May the fourth. You know, May the fourth right, with you and all right, that jazz. Right, right. But I think you know they they debuted that on or they debuted that they debuted episode one on that Tuesday and then released on Friday. Um, I, I think that there's going to be a little bit of run over or crossover time, at least between Bad Batch and Loki. Right. So Loki coming out on Wednesday will, you know, kind of separate the, um, you know, the, the nights that people watch things or the days or whatever that people watch things. But also in the middle of Loki is going to be Black Widow that will drop on Disney Plus right. as well as in theaters. So, yeah, like, that's true. Mm hmm. I, I I feel like Loki's just kinda getting tossed around like the puny god that he is. Well it sounds like it's gonna
1: that's a good another really solid reason for it to be on Wednesdays. Um for for because since Black Widow's gonna drop on Friday. Uh so maybe it is just Loki, but also I do think if if they're gonna make all of these Star Wars shows they're saying they're gonna make, if they if they point their shot and do it like they have with Marvel, um I really don't think they're gonna be able to keep everything dropping on friday so like they're gonna have to either put uh the star wars stuff or the marvel stuff and i wonder if they'll try to pick a day maybe they'll alternate maybe they'll go back and forth i don't know it's interesting they'll probably play with the format a little bit and see what happens
0: feels like disney plus is like the new like the new television network of like every good show is on disney plus like everything's coming out everybody just you know did you see the new disney plus series like which one because yeah, there a, are so
1: many. Especially for yourself, who's like a big Star Wars fan and a big Marvel fan. Like, that's just two humongous things coming out in Disney+. Plus.
0: Is it that obvious? Because I'm wearing a Saber the Moment shirt uh, that is <laughs> Obi-Wan and Darth Vader crossing sabers. Hey, and there's a and there's a Death Star c- on my shirt. Currently recording a, a Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Oh, wait. Mm-hmm. Have in the background here uh, a new thing. Oh, what's your new thing? Uh
1: Oh, you know. Oh, just this whole thing. Absolutely beautiful. I was gonna to try to wait and hang my new thing that I received this week. Nah. That is uh that is awesome.
2: Can you do a Hemsworth voice for us? Is that something he's, you can
1: do? For the audio listener, he's holding up Stormbreaker. He has a But uh, me. Stormbreaker I have to put the hammer down. From from one of our wonderful and long term time listeners, uh BBK, uh Brian V. Klein. Uh, gave Jeff a Stormbreaker and me a Cap Shield, and it is the coolest thing I've ever owned.
0: Yeah, it's it's the nicest, <laughs> it's the nicest gift I've ever gotten from anyone. All right, Stormbreaker, you should, you're gonna have you to calm should down. should not down.
1: have touched Stormbreaker. He's gonna do that for the rest of the podcast. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: Here we are.
2: You had to give him the limelight. You gotta yep. know.
1: Stormbreaker anyway. never Stormbreaker never knows when to leave the stage. <laughs> <laughs> real real stage hog. Uh but no. Anyway. Thank you to Brian mm. for that and everything and all of his support of the podcast and the community all this all this yeah. all these years. Um but the, those are two incredible gifts that yeah. I've I don't I'm not a big collector of things, so like this shield is like the coolest collectible I've ever had. It's really awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: Um, so <laughs> coolest collectible I've ever had says the guy who doesn't collect anything. Well, like it means a lot. No, it's huge to me. That's why it's so, pr- it's
1: such a cool thing. Like I have like some Funko pops and stuff. I have a few things. I just don't collect as much as a lot of people do. And like, so to have like such a cool big old collectible thing, I'm very proud.
0: Very proud. Yeah. Of it. I am. Um, whenever I got home with it, I was like, where am I going to put this? Where am I actually going to put this? Like, I love it. It's great. Like I'll lean it in the corner somewhere. What corner am I going to put this in that it is a visible and b like not making me trip over it every second?
2: You should do, just do what Thor does and like, lean it up against a wall as a as a bottle opener.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> opens your bottles
2: on Wednesday nights.
0: I like this one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like this one.
2: But it sounds like in the chat a lot of people are saying they're thinking it's just Loki's going to be on Wednesdays because of Black Widow.
0: Mm. Yeah, it makes the most sense that Loki would be the the one series, the only series to shift. Um, but that's the thing. Marvel has four movies this year.
1: That's fair. So, like, if they that's did fair. it for Black Widow, aren't they going to do it for other movies as well? And well, Star how many Wars doesn't have any if. movies coming soon. So, like... How many imagine, episodes was What If? I don't if? know. I don't, have know. They
2: said
0: I don't I don't how know. How many that episodes have.
2: What If is? I don't think we've gotten a release date for that yet. I think we've just been told summer.
0: Right. I think that's right. Yeah. We were we were told summer twenty twenty one. And like because of the, the timing of all the movies and the open like the open spacing and the two month uh difference between WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and then it was going to be May uh 21 that Loki came out but they pushed that back um, so we were thinking it was going to be every two months so you know immediate thought was like what if it's obviously coming out in July so you know let's let's look for an early July release on that but probably not we don't anymore.
1: know probably not anymore since that's still going to be Loki's going to be running I don't know we, yeah. don't, we don't know but that's coming soon so my point is we've got four movies like a ton of uh, Marvel movies coming out in the next year uh, and they've got tons of series coming too. I have a feeling that moving from Friday might be a good move for them like for the whole year. I'm not sure, yep. but might be the mm-hmm. case. It could be. According to
2: mm. Brian V. Klein,
1: what if is ten episodes?
0: Okay. Oh Sweet. Okay. is okay. what the you word can. is.
2: I'm not sure if that's confirmed,
0: okay. but that's okay. the word. So yeah, if that's accurate, that's the longest series that we will have had to date. And if they Well, WandaVision was also ten episodes. It was 9. It was 9. Oh, you're right.
1: You're
2: right. Very close.
0: So the farther they Thank push that know. back in the year, uh the the closer we get, like, you know, if it's not in July, if it's if it's in August, you know, the the more the more likelihood you get of it interfering with Shang-Chi. Right? Well, it, it seemed like they had and this is all getting shifted around
1: because of COVID. It seemed like they had planned it so that um you know, Loki would happen right after Black Widow, but then they move that one more time. So maybe they have it planned so the movies drop between the series, and then we're back to Fridays. But I don't know. I, I, I'm I'm interested to see. I have no idea. That's that's my the way I end most stories is I'm interested to see what happens. Um yeah. yeah.
2: I'll take whatever I can get personally. I Monday, Tuesday.
1: Yeah. Right. right? It doesn't matter. Literally. I will build my life around when they put it out. Like the, the, this podcast, we've been dropping these things the day of, and it's like, basically my entire week is not structured around. Like this is happening on Fridays. And then the rest of the week just has to happen. Fall into line around that.
2: <laughs> yeah. Just, just tell me what day I got to wake up at two a.m. to watch it.
1: Oh. Tell me
2: when. <laughs> tell
1: oh. me what night I have to stay up until three a.m. That's a game for the young. That's a game for the young. <laughs> that we've talked for a really long time about the, this move to Wednesday, and it is interesting. But like, let's see. There's a lot, there's a lot of content actually in the universe. We got our first look at Eternals. Yeah,
0: we did. Um, not much, but a little bit. Marvel did drop that. Uh, what was it? What was it called? Uh, Marvel Studios celebrates the movies. Yeah. How deceptive is that? It's like,
1: hey, look, Marvel Studios celebrate, and the first four minutes of it is nothing new. It's just like, look at these movies we've made. Uh, look how great we've done. Then they start dropping ti- new titles for two movies: Wakanda yep. Forever and the Marvels, which is the crazy. Marvels, yep. um, crazy. And the the symbols for the Marvels. It's got the Captain Marvel, Marvel. And then it's got uh, the symbol from comics for um, Monica photon. Rambeau, Monica. photon, yeah. yeah, and and then it's at or the spectrum. end it's got the S yeah. or whatever that looks uh, the S looks similar to Kamala Khan's uh, Ms. Marvel. So
0: yep, uh, the Marvels. I- I'm I'm super excited to to see that come to fruition because you've got you've got kid, uh, you know. It, at least from comics you've got kid who idolizes Captain Marvel Carol Danvers um this you know the kid being uh Kamala Khan, and she gains powers and tries to do the thing that that Captain Marvel has done for however long and is like, "I just want to be like you, but then on the flip side, we've got what looks to be a uh a Monica Rambo who is maybe resentful, maybe a little bit bitter mm, over point. Carol Danvers. So, you know, there's going to be that that interesting dichotomy, you know, of these people looking up to her or being, you know, uh having been put down in some way or having been spurned, that's the right word, in some way by Captain Marvel. Right. So, and what's her relationship to those people? What's her relationship to everybody on Earth? We haven't seen her, or rather, you know, in universe, they haven't seen her on Earth in, you know, what could have been 20, 30 years. Mm,
1: that's so a like,
0: really good point. If she's been gone that long, you know, why? And how does Kamala Khan know so much about her? Uh, you know, why does Kamala Khan idolize her if they're following that in, from the comics?
1: Right. It seems like they will. Maybe she idolizes her from her. Appearance in Endgame, you know, like maybe this is all, you know, after that, maybe, maybe, maybe the world saw all that happen and she's like, oh, my gosh, like, did you see that woman come out of the stars and absolutely wreck house? Yeah,
0: that's right. who that's who I'm going to connect with. You know, did you see the woman that got headbutted by Thanos and didn't even flinch? That was so like, good. Just <laughs> grinned great at problem. him. Great and, yeah, like. The one that, yeah, yeah, there's a lot to a lot of good things to say about uh, Captain Marvel from that fight, but yeah, I mean that could that could make a, a young girl connect with that character or that you know that hero and be like, I want to idolize that. I don't know.
1: Yeah, true, it's true. Uh, but it, you, you're right, though. It, it is interesting that how how complex the relationships seem to be, especially once we get a Miss Marvel show, and we've already had the show centered around Monica Rambo, like. Yep. It's gonna be interesting to see how they explain those relationships going into the Marvels, or if they're just gonna drop us in and be like, "Well, you better know who these characters are."
0: (laughs) (laughs) I had entirely forgotten that the Miss Marvel show was gonna come out this year. Yeah, it's crazy, right? Like, oh my god, (laughs) there's
1: so much, Matt. There's so much. So much. Is there any other news that we uh, we we're, were forgetting? Uh, let's see. Wakanda Forever that. got. Wakanda, oh yeah, or, we haven't talked about Black Panther Two. Got Wakanda Forever. That's a perfect or, title. I, I feel like it's yeah. perfect. Uh, it's it's the legacy. The, the idea of legacy. The idea of even though we've lost T'Challa, we've lost Chadwick. Like Wakanda persists, and I, I like that. And it's obviously a line <laughs> like like their chain. And it's they, obviously a line that he like, says. Yeah, that's that's a beautiful. That's a beautiful way to uh, call out. Call out the first movie, like it's a beautiful way to like commemorate him, but also to like say like this isn't going anywhere, you know this the the legacy of this character and the the ongoing motion of this like universe and this part of the pocket of the MCU is not going anywhere, and I I, I like it a lot. I think it's great.
2: Mm-hmm. I'm just ready for my heart to just be ripped out and
1: torn into a thousand pieces. I'm gonna cry so much. I'm gonna oh cry God. so much.
0: Show of hands, who cried when they revealed Wakanda Forever was the title. <laughs>
1: I don't think I cried in that moment, so I can't raise my hand, but I hear you.
2: Yeah, I don't know if I cried actual tears, but I got chills. Yeah. Chills for sure. Yeah,
0: chills I, chills I definitely got. I teared up like as soon as it showed Wakanda Forever. I was like,
2: <gasps> <Chadwick>! like <laughs> As you should. As you should.
1: I was, I was too hyped, um, to cry in that moment. Um, mm-hmm. it's so good. I'm, I'm just, they're, they're doing no wrong at Marvel right now. I love it. Uh, okay. So, uh, is, I think that was it. That's <laughs> it, right? No more. I, we just talked yeah, about it before nope. we started the show with they, no like venom. four or five stories. Oh, no, you're right. There's a Venom trailer. Nope. <laughs> which we will probably do a breakdown of soon. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I was yeah, gonna, gonna, just to, talk gonna to segue Jeff. to that. I was going to segue to that, just being like, uh, you know, Marvel's doing no wrong, but, you know, talking about studios that are doing wrong, Aww. there's Venom. There's Venom. And, uh, <laughs> you know, who knows? It might be great.
2: MCU adjacent, it seems like.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I know I said it on it's- a podcast recently, but my theory is they're going to create a separate universe. with the With the multiverse of madness, we're going to find out that there's you know, we're going to meet another Peter Parker and that will be the Peter Parker for the venom verse. That's my theory. for
0: The, the venom verse. And I think that it's going to you know?
1: be the, like the, the beginning of a contract between Sony and Marvel to share the characters more widely. Cause they'll just be like, you guys do whatever you want with your, the Sony characters and we'll do whatever we want and you'll keep making money and we'll just keep printing it over here and you guys can go fail on your own. <laughs> and if you do well enough, we'll connect again.
0: <laughs> yeah. We'll circle back, uh, you know, in time. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I I absolutely think that could be a way this multiverse things goes.
0: I don't love the the Venom verse. I don't love the idea of Sony going off on their own. I, I don't know that I really even love the the multiverse thing that you're talking about. But like, I in a in a in a conceptual like. You know, they want to continue these stories all together or uh, either either they're continuing the stories side by side or um, there's just a hard turn from Marvel to Sony for Spider-Man of like they shut him down in, in the MCU and they're like, well, that was fun. Toss it back over to Sony. Either way, I don't really like it. Right. I think, you know, everything
1: just needs to come back to Marvel. I'd much rather have a continuous universe, but I just don't see Sony... Uh, giving them up anytime soon, unless unless the yeah. mouse can afford to buy Sony sometime soon.
0: Well, yeah, yeah, but the the thing that like the feedback that I just adore for making me giggle about the situation is that Sony is basically writing fan fiction at this point. Like Aww. they're doing their own uh, Spider Man related fan fiction, well. and you know, I like it. Uh, it feels yeah. accurate. That,
1: I, that does not feel accurate to me. They yeah. have the rights. They're making the movies. That is the Venom movie we're going to get right now. Um, unless they make some sort of deal. I would love it if they made a deal that, like, th- you know, MCU could have its own version of Venom. It's just part of the multiverse. And they're all part of the same multiverse, but it is the multiverse, you know? I love no. it. I love it. Mm. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I just, man, I don't, everything is heading. There's two huge events coming and it's the real reveal of the multiverse and it is the scroll invasion. Yep. And it's like, what, what things are leading towards? Which of those is always like an interesting question in my mind. Cause I think those are going to be two major events coming forward soon. They're already crossing into multiple properties and they're going to continue.
0: What if they combine those two? Oh, they're sure. probably not going to, but what if they combine those two and this secret invasion is from scrolls from another verse? Cause like, you know, we've got the good scrolls here and then it's the gotcha. bad scrolls from the other verse. I gotcha. I mean, that it could seem- be, yeah, it's less nuance. There's less nuance to the, to the race. Like all scrolls are good. Like, come on. Yeah. That, that, then you get into like, weird- Melissa, why didn't you stop
1: me? Then you get into Star Trek levels of nuance where like, Oh, the mirror universe, everyone's bad.
2: <laughs> I
1: I liked where you were going
2: there. So I just, you
1: know, just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Melissa, why didn't you stop me? I like it. Uh, okay. So I guess let's turn to feedback. We got a, f- a few things of feedback here and Melissa, we're going to send you to your feedback cave. If you're okay with it.
2: I'll go back in my cave.
1: Enjoy. Enjoy your cave time. <laughs> uh, we're going to be up here talking about uh, the feedback from the people. And uh, she'll be back with some of the live feedback in a few minutes. Bye. Bye. (laughs) All right, Jeff. What you got in the feedback, sir?
0: John Litz, one of our patrons, says, hey, fam. Hey. Since we we have no more fatwas, I've been digging through Marvel Unlimited, and I started reading the Venom series, which is awesome. But with all of the speculation we do here, how cool would it be to see a King in Black story arc in the shared Mm -hmm. Sonyverse slash MCU? Especially with null being introduced in Thor's in Thor issue number six, 2013, which is the uh, the issue Gore gets the Necrosword Sword in, it would make for a very easy connection. Mm. I'm not counting or I'm not counting on any Easter eggs or anything, but I'd love to see something that could tie Venom, Let There Be Carnage, to Thor: Love and Thunder and the Necrosword. Sword. I don't foresee this happening, but I just wanted to share how cool I think this would be.
1: I never read this run at all, but I guess the King in Black is Thor
0: with the Symbiote. I don't believe so. King in Black is going on right now, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, okay. Um, it's a very new thing. Um, so much so that it, like if you go to the Marvel site or the Marvel wiki to, to read anything, like King in Black is the is the background that you see. Or at least it was a, a month or so ago. Um and I haven't read any of it yet. Um Marvel Unlimited, I believe, doesn't have those yet, or they they may have only the first few. Anyway. Okay. Not sure. But you know, null being introduced in the same uh in the same issue that Gore gets the uh all black the Necro Sword would be a pretty easy um a pretty easy way to introduce the the idea of the symbiotes. Um because like the planet of the symbiotes or whatever is a is a pretty simple way, or is a pretty simple thing to do with like, you know, Gore goes around, you know, killing whatever pantheons, and that just happens to be one where he goes there, and you know, maybe something happens, he gets uh, he gets zapped, stomped, or whatever, like he kills their pantheon. Anything could happen there because you know, planet of the symbiotes is just like it's another planet in space. They do whatever, so. Like, just having that as, like, a background thing could be a really easy way to introduce the concept.
1: Yeah. I'm just looking at pictures of, like, King in Black stuff. It looks pretty neat. I have no idea who the character is, who seems to have a symbiote. Um, but, uh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, we'll have to do um, more looking into that and research, because I don't know anything about King in Black. But it looks, uh, looks scary. <laughs> <laughs> right right yeah looks yeah. very scary It looks like almost
0: joker-esque in some of
1: these uh
0: you know that's shots. that's a lot of what i that's a lot of what i thought about when i saw the the character that um whichever i mean whichever bad guy it is i guess it's null um okay. but when like when i went to the the marvel site and it showed that i was like is that joker with a venom symbiote that's what it got looks the, like. Got
1: or a big goofy smile. It also has a lot of red in some of the shots. It may be a, the carnage symbiote. I'm not sure As Venoms in some of this too. So anyway, we'll have to do more research on that. I, I was hoping you would know it's based on, based on just his Sorry. description. I thought it was a uh, Venom, like a um, Thor with the car, like with the Venom suit or with that a Venom. That would
0: be ridiculous. Right.
1: That, that was like, Ooh, that sounds fun. Let's talk about that. Um, but I didn't do any research. I just do it in the chat. Um cool. We'll do, we'll we'll look into that some more. I like uh and maybe maybe get it get a hold of that King in Black stuff. It looks looks cool. I I have the feeling though that any of the stuff that they're doing right now in comics is not gonna show up in the movies for a while.
0: <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's, it feels too soon yeah, for
1: that. A lot of these characters, especially when they introduce new characters, those they kind of wait and see what the comics are a proving ground in a way. Like they kind of wait to see what the what people stick to. Now, the thing you do see happen a lot is when they take a character and make a slight change to him, that mm-hmm. change is probably going to be in the new movie. <laughs> because they're like, let's tweak this so it fits our vibe that we're trying to go for in the movies. Let's, like, kind of make these characters that we know and love and people people have already been proven, we'll, like, tweak right. them. But when a brand new character is introduced in comics, I'm like, eh, we'll see him in
0: 15 years. <laughs> <laughs> it might not be that long. Um you know, for for stuff like this one, I, I feel like the the movies have been getting more and more of the modern um, stuff lately. Like it's yeah. been, you know, coming closer and closer to modern. They're gonna have to start making up their own stories.
1: They're getting a real like Game of Thrones situation. Like you yeah, know, they're they're burning <laughs> through story every every every, You've every outrun, year. You outrun Stanley, yeah, um, and they're gonna have to catch up. Uh, but uh, you know, we're also bringing in. Fantastic four and the mutants this year or next year. And so it's like, there's plenty of story left to tell. Oh them. yeah. And there's the Marvel.
0: A, there's uh, so many.
1: Well, is, is not run dry just yet.
0: Yeah. nowhere, nowhere even close. Nah. Uh, I think that we need to read that, um, that run of Thor though, uh, with Gore, the God butcher.
1: Ooh. Yeah. Because he's, his, his appearance coming up in love and thunder. I think that'd be real fun.
0: Yeah. Uh, Let's see. Next up, Dylan Hunsinger, another patron, says, hey guys, super random and off topic, but I run a sports Twitter account, the Oklahoma City Thunder basketball team, and I have around 19,000 followers there. The other day, I asked my followers for a suggestion as far as what order me and my wife should rewatch the MCU. A lot of people suggested their preferred method, mainly chronological, by the way, but one guy said that and that he is a, a screenwriter from Marvel me, being the Marvel fanboy that I am, I DM'd the man to make sure he isn't messing with me and to tell him how astonished I am that I had gone this whole time not knowing a Marvel screenwriter followed me and that was a Thunder fan. So he replied, uh, he says, he worked on the script for the Hawkeye show. I ran his name on LinkedIn and sure enough, he, ha- he was executive story editor. I just thought it was cool how my two worlds were colliding in that moment. I asked to be. Had something juicy to tell me, and all he said was something will happen in one of the upcoming MCU projects to hype up Hawkeye, which is kind of how they always do it. But now I just get to speculate how, who, what, and where, and when this will happen. Anyway, sorry for rambling. Just thought you guys might enjoy. Love you guys 3000. Have a great night. Interesting. Something will happen. That's, ha-
1: that's so head. vague. That first of all, yes, that's super badass Dylan to that you have like a follower who is one of the writers. Um, I work in. Atlanta a lot when I play music, and I'm always bumping into people who like have worked in small ways on the shows. Like mm-hmm. I bumped into people one night. I, I know I've told this on the show years ago when it happened, but bumped into people who had like, um, uh, who were the set designers for All hail the King, and I was like, right. oh my gosh, <laughs> and and they were like, you've heard of that, like because they, they, they're like, I am your guy. Let's talk about this, <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> but but like and then uh, a couple weeks ago, I ran into a lady who was the uh, uh, she was a stunt woman, and she had been a stunt woman for a bunch of the ladies in the MCU. Mm-hmm. And I was like,
0: "Whoa! Like who? What scenes were you in? <laughs> Tell me everything! <laughs> Tell um, me the whole story!"
1: But I gotta say, executive story editor—that sounds that's like that's pretty high up there, right? That's somebody we need to interview. Okay, so let's decode this. Something will happen (laughs) in an upcoming MCU project to hype up Hawkeye. I mean... Oh, I got it. I already solved it.
0: You got it? You hit me. I'm ready. It's
1: Black Widow, man.
0: Yeah, it's obviously Black Widow. Black Widow. That's what I was thinking, too. Gonna hype up... (laughs)
1: Sorry, I I thought I solved it. I guess I was late.
0: You were so (laughs) late. The way that... um, the way that Taskmaster fires that arrow to like skip off the pavement up under the car True. and blow up that car, like that is so, that's such a Hawkeye thing to do, you know? For sure. Like, that is, he has definitely fought Hawkeye before. Or at least watched Hawkeye. Studied Hawkeye or whatever. And like, who does that? Who studies Hawkeye? <laughs> None of us. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I love they
1: Hawkeye.
2: have said that Yelena will be in Hawkeye.
1: Right. So, uh, so, yeah, okay, makes
2: sense if that's what it is.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Okay, okay,
1: definitely.
2: And that's the obvious choice. I want it to be something else because I want to be w-
0: wowed. Wow. wow, weird. Are we going to get a bunch of different versions of Hawkeye in the uh, in the Loki show? because <laughs> it's like the one guy that is really simple to to do something with? But. Something's gonna happen that will hype him up. Hype him up. Hype him up.
1: Mm. What will he do? What could he do? It's so like, will he play a larger role in Black Widow than we think? Doubtful, because it's her swan song. Well, yeah, but he, he, they were like introduced sort of together as like a pair, like as like a team. Like they worked together a long time. I know, I know she was introduced first, and he was introduced first. But like when they met, when we met them in Avengers for the second time each, it like felt like they had worked together forever and been close friends. They her death, he's like the one holding on to her, trying to save her. She died. Yep. He, she was the thing he loved. Like their their yep. their relationship is very tied together. So I don't think him appearing in a, even a large way in her movie would be a um, bad thing.
0: Yeah, it wouldn't be a bad thing. It, I, I wouldn't think it would be a big stretch. Mm. I just, I feel like the the story that they're telling where she is on the run um, in between Civil War and Infinity War is a time when he is either going to be uh, in the raft or at home because he took the deal.
1: Right. Ooh, I, I just realized, like, at the end of Civil War... Cap walks up and mm-hmm. like frees them from the raft, right? Like that's the end of the movie. Yeah, but like he's in there. Did mm-hmm. he escape and then get offered a deal, or did he stay? Like did Cap knock on his shell and he go, "No, I'm I, I'm not <laughs> gonna go on the run with you. I'm gonna Good like thanks, do. Cap. I gotta do my time. I did a wrong thing. Like and then he got a, offered a deal, you know." When did him and Ant-Man get offered a deal between, you
0: know, those those moments? That's an interesting thing. They said no thanks, and then they got a deal for good behavior.
1: Yeah, right? Or maybe they'd (laughs) already been offered a deal, and they were like, no, I've got to stay here and take the deal. I can't go, like, gallivanting around the MCU with
0: you. They definitely would call it the MCU. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) They definitely would.
2: I just saw a comment in the chat. Mama Hale says Clint took a deal instead of escaping. At least that's what it seemed like in Infinity War.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. I, I think I'm that not is, so certain.
1: That is what I would assume, but I'm not, I'm not sure. It could be that he escaped and then, I don't know, they got a message to him or something. But yeah, definitely didn't go on the run like everyone else did. Because Cap clearly would not take a deal.
2: Whoever wrote in that feedback from the screenwriter...
0: Dylan Hansinger,
2: ...ask. We need
0: clarification. Yeah. Just ask for just a a touch more. Just a little nugget.
1: They don't have to tell us anything else. Just ask for, like, clarification of what happened three movies ago. Yeah, yeah, On past events,
0: right? Yeah, it's about past events. (laughs) It it should be fine, because it's in the past. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Aaron... Aaron? I think that's Aaron... Aaron Flynn, another one of our patrons, says, Dear Matt, Jeff, Ashley, and Jay Scotty, how could they forget Melissa? How could they oh. forget? How could they forget? <laughs> Didn't <laughs> they know? And shouldn't
1: they know? Aaron, Aaron, Aaron is a precog. <laughs>
0: Aaron says, I've enjoyed the Marvel Universe since I was a little girl. Uh, the first storyline I remember was the crossover between X Men, New Mutants, and I think X Factor in the mid to late 80s, where Ilyana Rasputin, magic, was a key role. It might even have been her introduction into the universe, but I'm not sure. However, it was my first time reading about mutants and demons and different dimensions. I was fascinated, but I was told it's not a girly thing. So I stayed away, although I did collect Dazzler comics for a short time because there was an amazing comic book shop around the corner from my aunt's house. Flash forward to 20 years later when the MCU was born with Iron Man in 2008, Although I had enjoyed the first two X-Men films in the early 2000s, uh, the anticipation leading up to Iron Man was incredible. Jon Favreau directing, Robert Downey Jr. starring, Gwyneth Paltrow, Oscar nominees and winners in a comic book film? What? They were calling out to me because I was also a huge pop culture and film fan. I was an original subscriber to EW back when it all started. I know. Just call me nerd. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Sorry to ramble. Anyway. I was hooked. The MCU has been a very unique place for me, as has the Arrowverse on the CW. I've written fan fiction about Batman and the Green Arrow, which helped me be strong enough to leave my abusive husband, hmm. and also gave me an outlet for my own thirst. You're not alone, Ashley, and don't ever stop being you! Yeah, Both have given me hope in dark times, and both have tried to reflect current societal events, topics, and injustices, although the Arrowverse with a much clumsier hand. The MCU can tackle any current it chooses. That was Stan Lee's resolve in the comic realm to tell stories people didn't want to necessarily talk about. And if Kevin Feige is going to do the same, or lead the MCU in that direction, then the legend and intent of comics will continue to remain a relevant outlet for discussions to occur. And I'm buying my ticket for the long way around. Comics are unique. The MCU is no different. You guys remind me of things that I knew, and show me where to find the things that I want to know more of. I'm a Marvel Unlimited subscriber, so... I can go back and read or reread the storylines that I get curious about and become familiar with characters that are new to me, or fall back in love with ones that I knew from a lifetime ago. I love your podcast. You're human. You have feelings and loyalties and insecurities, and the same thoughts race through your heads as the rest of us fans. We are just lucky enough to have you there to guide us along. Thank you for the welcoming message, and thank you for taking the time to read this silly and long diatribe. I'm so glad I found you. Ashley, I've already taught my daughter to say Captain America. (laughs) <laughs> thank you, pandas. I love you, three thousand. Oh, that was uh, just emotional. Why'd you put that all that emotion on me without any warning, Matt? That was really wonderful feedback. I uh, beautiful. Thank
1: you, Aaron, for writing that in. And I, these, well, a lot of the things I I uh, grew up on and believed in when I, I grew up uh, have left me, and like, to me now, sto- storytelling is kind of what life is all about. Like on the micro level and the macro level, we tell ourselves stories to like, yep. m- to, to shape things, to shape events that happen. Like to, we make up our own stories, but like these types of stories are like a big part of, to me, what life is about. Like, and that, and that's, that used to sound like almost sacrilegious to me. And now I just like, see it as like, it's just a natural part of who we are. We're We, we, Retell stories, we intake stories as a huge part of who we are as human beings. And like the fact that you were able to write things and it was able to bring you out of a hard place. Um, yeah, that's, that's amazing. So thank you, Aaron, for writing that in. That's huge. Love it.
0: And I'm glad you found an outlet for your thirst because yeah. that is a necessary part of life.
1: Yeah. We are on YouTube, by the way, now. So you can actually see us if you're looking for more outlets for, oh, oh, no, no, no. She's talking about the characters. Never mind.
0: Right, right.
1: <laughs> no, that's, give it time. Uh, that is give definitely it time. A joke. That's definitely a joke. definitely a joke. It's it's so funny. People always uh, get on YouTube. And they see us and they go, "Wow, you guys do not look at all like what I thought you looked like." That is like that's the, almost every mess every YouTube video we post. Someone's like been listening for years. You guys look nothing like I had in my head. <laughs> Far more
0: handsome. (laughs) I'm sorry, I
1: don't look like the type of nerd that you expected. I don't know. I don't know what people think. I really don't. It's, uh, yeah, it's really funny. Should I trim the beard? No, I don't don't think it's anything like... Should I shave? You don't listen to podcasts, so you don't don't have the same experience that I do. But I've definitely had that experience, and it's a weird one. When you've been listening to someone for, like, years... You you just build up this, the personality sort of like forms into a ball that becomes a face over time. And like, you just, yep. that's who you picture.
0: And well, then you no, see I, them I have that same, I have that God, same issue where I didn't know who, like, I didn't know what the, the, the artist Tim DeVille looked like, or the, the guy behind him, Justin Robbins. And he co-hosts a podcast, uh, the pretend record club that I, I've told you about before. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. And when I saw a picture of him, I was just like, nope, you don't fit. That doesn't fit. <laughs> like Same thing with I musicians
1: like sometimes. Musicians are the same way. Like you listen to someone's music for years and you finally see them. You go, Whoa, weird. That's not, that's <laughs> yeah. not what I was thinking. That's not the
0: voice doesn't come out of that. Yeah. I feel yeah. like, uh, I feel like Scott Stapp was a big, uh, or a big, uh, example of that. Of like, he looks like he shouldn't have as deep a voices as he does singing. And Ooh. then, uh, when he speaks, it's just like, what? That's what? Like, yeah, trifecta.
1: I get the opposite. People, people, uh, look at me and I'm a big guy and they see me step up to a microphone and they think I'm gonna have like a big bassy voice. And I get up there and I'm like,
0: yeah, hey! like,
1: what? <laughs> what's that guy? What's that guy about? That's weird. Yeah, <laughs> just never, they never expect the tenor that I am.
0: Oh, and BVK says, like Rick Astley, that's another, another good one. Rick Astley's this shrimpy little dude, but he's, we're no strangers to love. You know? I don't think I can separate those. I, like,
1: I think I have, as long as I've, that song is such the meme in my head now that I can't yeah. separate it from what he looks like. Like, it, that, that is what he looks
0: like. I can't. He, he doesn't, that voice doesn't fit him, though, is the thing.
1: I don't know. That's like, that's that 80s thing, man. That's that <laughs> 80s, like, I don't know. Yeah. Geeky, yeah. geeky white dude that has the like very big voice and kind of I don't know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Let's move on. I'm just <laughs> Alright. Alright. We can move <laughs> on. I
0: just I wanted to see how far you were gonna dig. I'm not gonna dig anymore. <laughs> He's making it to China, you guys. Alright, so Nicole T sends us an email and says, Hi Ashley. Wow. Wow. Just, just Ashley. Ashley. Just, just Ashley. Ashley on this one. Okay. Alright. Rude. I'll take
2: that feedback for her.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Melissa. <laughs> I'm just getting caught up on the theorizing episodes, which I didn't listen to before the finale because I, I didn't want the theories to spoil it. I'm just listening to the April 21st episode, and I wanted to tell you that I love you having joined the podcast, because that female voice is such an important addition, but I also really appreciate you acting as the Fairy Thirst Mother for all of us fans out here who are guilty of rewinding some of the Marvel moments over and over again. (laughs) Captain America coming out of the Super Soldier machine, cough, cough, Thor Ragnarok after the big fight with Hulk, cough, cough. Keep being an awesome you, Nicole. Thank you, Nicole. And I left it
1: in, even though she's not here, because she will listen and she will hear it. And it will. Yep. It will... We actually
0: had well, a, a I, I feel like of... Melissa is the same. Like, Melissa's on the same level. You know, she's running our our TikTok campaign of 100 Days of Thirst. True. That's true. For Chris Evans.
1: TikTok. Check it out. Stranded Panda on TikTok. Melissa's doing 100 Days of Thirst. It's been wonderful. <laughs> it's been freaking awesome.
0: <laughs> yep. It has been really great. And there, like it's gotten to the point where like my algorithm is being affected. Oh mine. Because too. I'm i liking of it so
1: much. I'm getting lots of thirst content now. On
0: yeah, yep. And there was one I sent to Melissa. I was just like, oh, here, here's this. If you haven't, no, it was a, it was a tweet. It was a tweet from Chris Evans. I was like, here's some more fuel for the fire. If you don't have it already. <sighs>
2: Such kind words, but I can't compare to Ashley. And thank you too I forget, I already forget the name of who wrote this in, but thank you for blessing us with Fairy Thirst Mother. Right. That will be used every single Definitely. cast yep. now. Yep. For that is, sure.
1: That is the official title now. That is her uh, if if we ever become a real company, we'll just give her that on her door. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> like at her desk will say Fairy Thirst Mother. Yep. I like yep. it a lot. I like it a lot.
2: Now available on the strand of panda shops. <laughs> Fairy Thirst Mother t-shirts. and flags.
1: <gasps>
0: Oh yes. That's that's a great idea. Oh man, we need we need concept art. Let's get Omer and Jay Scotty and all of our all of our artist friends on that. Fairy <laughs> Thirst Mother, we need we need Ashley's face, we need Melissa's face, there needs to be abs or something. Grating cheese. I don't know. What? <laughs> we'll leave it up to you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, we, we actually had a number of people write in about Ashley, and I think I narrowed it down to a couple of here, uh, responding to Ashley. I think a lot of people went back after uh, after this show, and we're catching up on all the theory episodes, which I think it's funny, because Falcon, we definitely got deep in the theorizing with um, WandaVision, but we didn't really get too deep into theorizing with Falcon Soldier. There were a couple big things that we were like, this is probably going to happen. Yeah. Like, the Sharon thing.
0: Well, there's there's also, you know, the the potential of, like, uh, things for the future. Where we're like, you know, this guy's going to show up in a later thing. And, you know, we got Rhodey, so obviously Armor Wars is being set up. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, like, Eli was there, so Young Avengers is coming. We know this. Like, that's that's pretty much all of the speculation we had on on Fatwas. Yeah, I mean, we... we-
1: Tried to speculate, but we I think like just like other people are gun shy about listening to like a podcast about speculation. I think like we were just as gun shy about speculation after WandaVision. We're
0: like, ah, let's just we spent nah. hours talking about Mephisto. <laughs> no, I wanted to. I wanted to speculate on Fat was so bad, but I was so just like worn out. My my speculation muscle was exhausted. Mm. I so, think Loki it'll come back. I think Loki It'll come back. I've been resting. I've been, I've been you, trying you, you, to rebuild. Gotta drink my protein. Yeah, gotta build. Drink your. <laughs> Go theory, ahead. Theory. Go pro, ahead. Theory protein. I don't know. My theory protein. Yeah. Um. <laughs> all right, we got a couple more feedbacks. I think this is. I'm gonna pronounce it like it's Italian. I don't know. <laughs> Vecchiof21 on Instagram. On Instagram, that's our. Is this our first Instagram feedback? I didn't. I, I don't know. I didn't even know we had an Instagram. All right. Where did Ashley get this? I don't know, but I like it. It says, Ashley, three exclamation marks. First off, I love you so much. (laughs) That's that's a good start. Good start. Your podcast, especially when you're on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. it's Listen, this is an interesting sentence. I'm just going to read it. I'm just going to read it. It's like what I want my future girlfriend slash wife to be like you. Ha ha ha. Anyways, Marvel question, possible theory? It seems like Loki is going to be, or is going to get caught by the Time Variance Authority. Is it possible we could see Gamora as well? Is she from, or she is from the past and did stay in the future. Would they go after her as well? Mm. Maybe see her locked up with Loki. Just an idea. I had needed to tell someone about it. Love you 3000. Good question. What do you think, Jeff? I don't know. I mean, we've seen so much about about Loki, about, you know, Tom Hiddleston Loki being there. The Loki from 2012, like, we we figured it was Loki from 2012, but then, like, the, the trailer came out that pretty much confirmed it. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, we were we had so much speculation about that, it's kind of like we just completely forgot about uh, the fact that Gamora from I I think it's Gamora from 2012 if I'm not mistaken or might be mm-hmm. maybe 2014, 2014. Oh. 14 okay thank you um so that like 2014 Gamora came to the future or came to the present future whatever <laughs> came to the current Marvel timeline so like is that something they even care about? Right. So that's that's the question. The, the situation is different than
1: Loki. Loki by his dropping out of uh, uh, that event separated the timeline into its own branch, which is what the ancient uh, one warned them about. Right. So like uh this is Gamora living in the current timeline. Like in if if that's a problem, I mean I guess it was a problem. The stones also came from the past and came back into the future. You know what I mean like Yeah. I don't think it's not like the time variance authority is trying to stop the whole Thanos fight from happening. You know what I mean? Like that's all part of the timeline that is still existing and moving forward. It really kind of begs the question of like, how does the multiverse work? And I really think we're going to get a lot of that in Loki, like find out how the multiverse works. It was the problem with alternate timelines existing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. What really is the problem? Is there a problem? Are there I, lots
0: of multiverses anyway? Are is there just- a problem with branch universe theory? Like, what happens when the branches happen and you don't tr- go back to trim them? Like, is it right? Is like, it okay? What's
1: the problem with those universes? Is there right. is, is, is is there some cost to the to the universe splitting? Is there some sort of conservation of uh, mass or matter that this is like you know leading to a crisis of some sort? You know. I don't mean crisis as in DC crisis,
0: but yeah, no, I get, I get what you mean. I get what you mean. I just, I want to say like Gamora coming back into the universe or Gamora being in the universe makes the universe inherently better. Mm. Well, maybe. No, it does. In what way? Um, By what metric do you measure this? Have you seen Gamora? (laughs) I mean, fair, fair. My Fairy Thirst Mother uh, should probably support me on this one, but... Uh, I yeah.
2: absolutely support, as the current Fairy Thirst Mother, <laughs> I fully support this, this, this is like, thirst over I,
1: I'm the fill-in uh, producer and Fairy Thirst Mother in training. <laughs> understudy. Understu- yeah, <laughs> Fairy Thirst Mother in understudy. I
2: feel like one role is definitely easier to fill than the other. <laughs>
1: This is like, I've been training for this my whole life. Yeah, my
0: body is ready.
2: (laughs) Chugging water all day. (laughs) (laughs) I did hear, though, uh, for Loki, uh, we were talking about how the branches kind of, like, how they can kind of be clipped, as Jeff was kind of talking about. Rumor Mm -hmm. is that the official kind of description for the show is that he has to help the time variants association alliance authority authority Authority. okay thank you or he risks being erased is the rumor of the Hmm. description so it sounds like he has to kind of go on these missions for the tva and kind of help clip these branches in order to not be erased from his current timeline
1: oh man so interesting or like what if they already clipped his branch and he's like a remnant of a universe that has, has already been destroyed basically and and they're like well what do you we we could completely destroy you as well step into the box no longer exist or to work for us you know
0: I I think I'm thinking along the same lines like is it is it a matter of he has to go back and trim these other branches that were caused by by him or uh or, like, it, you know, conversely, they they trim his branch so that he no longer exists? Or... I'll trim your branch. I'll trim your branch. <laughs> <laughs> like, that, that branch timeline that he is coming from, did, like, do they trim that one? And he no longer exists? Like, is it a poof kind of thing? Does he, does he dust? Like, what happens? Um, or is it just that, like, okay, you exist now, so you have to come and help? <laughs> hmm. Like... We're kind of forcing you into it. Audrey Sparks sent us a message. Jeff, Matt, and Ashley, it's been a while since we had a news and feedback episode. Can't wait to hear all your thoughts, but here's a specific one for you. Whoopi Goldberg wants to be an aged superhero. Perfect casting would be Madam Web. What do you all think? Take care. I've already spoken my piece on Whoopi Goldberg. I want Whoopi Goldberg as Professor X. We, We have indeed,
1: but in lieu of that, I think Madam Web is a pretty solid choice.
0: Mm Maybe, but I want Professor X. Alright. It's one of those like this is the only This is the only casting that I will allow in my brain to your happen. Hill, your hill to die on is Yeah, the Whoopi Goldberg hill that X. I'm gonna
1: die on is Professor X. Alright. I think it's a it's a it's a fine idea, but I like I like Madame Webb. That's that's a great idea.
2: Who is Madam Webb, as someone who hasn't read the comics? Oh
1: yeah. Uh, who, Madam who Web is like, I, I don't fully understand her. I, my only, uh, information really comes from the comic or not the comics, the, um, the cartoon show growing up. And Madam Web seems to be this like trans dimensional being who sort of like lives in the, like, multiverse and seems to be guiding the different spider men in some different in some ways like she seems to be a guide for peter parker as he steps into the multiverse and she's sort of like this elusive mysterious character
0: yeah that's roughly the same much like professor x she is telepathic um but and and she is paralyzed but it's uh she's got several things about her. She's paralyzed, she's blind, she's telepathic, clairvoyant, she's a precog and you know like like Matt was saying she uh works kind of throughout the multiverse. So you know she's like the um kind of like the oracle, I guess, for uh if if you want to put a DC spin on it, like she's the she's the quest giver you know basically for for Peter, like for
1: like multiverse Spider-Man stories.
0: Yeah. So, like, there's supposed to be, isn't there supposed to be a Madam Web, like, movie or a Madam Web-centric story that Sony is doing in their Spider-Verse? I have not heard that.
1: I don't know. So, who knows? I don't know. It's it's really funny that you point out all the similarities. Like, yeah, I don't hear she's, it. she's paralyzed. She's telepathic. Um, uh,
0: she sits tele- in a chair telepathic. all day. <laughs> that's, that's funny. The telepath I want for Whoopi Goldberg is. Professor X, uh, the name on this on this message uh, is fully vaxxed. Crappy MSU Photoshopper. <laughs> and they say, you know, Sharon being a Skrull could also explain why you also hear others call the power broker as him. From what I understand, Fury is currently stationed on the moon in the comics. I, this this made me think a lot about this idea
1: of the moon and the Skrulls. We were talking about it earlier, how like what's leading toward the multiverse, what's leading toward the Skrulls. And then I thought about, uh, the idea that like up in, you know, the, the caps supposedly on the moon, it's possible that fury is on the moon, be in the comics, he's on the moon. Um,
0: we well, have, he, he killed a Wattu and had to take over the, the role of the watcher. Okay. So that's why he had to go to the moon. Right. It could be one of those little comics
1: nods though. You know, not that they're going to do all of that, but, um, yeah. he could be on the moon So it made me think: If that's going to relate to the scroll invasion, what would? What about this? Uh, Cap shows back up. Old man Cap shows back up, does his thing, and we're like, "Oh, it's Cap. We trust him. We love him. He's Cap." But then we find out he's a he's a scroll. And I hate that. I I, it's it's real bad. I like it though. I
0: I hate I hate the, you know the character that we thought was good did a bad thing and it turns out they're a scroll. So how long have they been a scroll? Like, I don't like, I don't like that for these things that we have seen so far that are like, Sharon made a decision, you know, Sharon Carter made a decision based on the, the, the hand that she was dealt right. in civil war. So if you say like, Oh, it was a scroll the whole time. Like it, it takes that that moral, um, that moral quandary that that she is. Right. I'm sorry. I don't. Disagree it takes that moral quandary that. that she is in and just kind of eliminates her culpability in it.
1: I, I don't disagree with that, but you're making a lot of assumptions about what I'm saying. Like, I'm not saying that he has to come into the world and do a lot of bad things. I'm just saying, like, we meet a character, we think it's Steve Rogers for a while, we get comfortable, we feel that warm bath of Steve Rogers around us. And then we find out it's a scroll. He could be a good guy still. He could be Talos. He could be whatever, but for a minute we think Chris Evans is back, you know, caps back. Doesn't have to be the whole, like, you're, 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 you're assuming that I mean, he does a lot of things that I'm not saying.
0: Well, yeah, you know, I, okay. So like what I'm assuming is based on prior knowledge of the scrolls in the comics right. and is that they are, you know, they're trying to bring down society or whatever, but like, what if a scroll shows up as Steve Rogers, Captain America, and does good things and like, you know, tries to bring hope to the world? Yeah. Like they, they try to get Peter out of that situation that he's in or Peter Parker, where, you know, it's a, it's a scroll that's, that's Peter Parker while Spider-Man swings through. So obviously, you know, there can't be, you know, it, it can't be Peter that's, that's Spider-Man. That's obviously a lie. Like what if they're doing all these good things? And that's like, that's what we know about the scrolls yeah. in this is that they're doing these good things, but oh, turns out it wasn't him. What if Cap
1: shows up as young Cap and he's like, and they're like, how did he become young again? And they like explain it away with like, with the time machine that moves time through people or whatever. And then like, it turns <laughs> out, no, that's just not Steve Rogers at all. It's a scroll. You know, like I, I, I don't know. It just made me think about him being on the moon or that being the, uh, the, 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 Thing that people are saying, and so like, what if that's something that someone like Fury is trying to like plant, so that he can later use uh, a a a scroll, Captain America, to do his bidding?
0: I like that bait and switch, though. I like I like that bait and switch because like the the idea of a shapeshifter or you know somebody being able to change what they look like—that's like inherently, um, <clears throat> what's the word? That's inherently subterfuge, and in, right. and based in like you know kind of seedy tactics for any spying or warfare or whatever. By it's, it's deception, very and yeah. and deception by its very nature is a negative thing. But what if they're doing that? What if they are deceiving in order to do the good things? Sure. And like then you've got that you know you, then you've got that that um, that character moment of like. You know, he's out of line, but he's right, right? Yeah. Like He's he's out of line by being that deceptive person, but he's doing the right thing. So, like, I I don't know if I should stop him. I don't know if I should let him keep going. Like, do I accept this lie of who that is just because he's doing the right thing? And then you get your secret invasion of, you know, they're, they're infiltrating, uh, you know, superhero society or whatever. Or, yeah. you know, wherever it may be. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I,
1: I agree. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think there's like a lot of room. They're going to do things with scrolls and I hope it's not things like takeaway character development that we like, but they're going to do things with scrolls. And it's like, I, I like that one because it seems like one afterwards we would be like, I didn't see it coming, but that totally makes sense. You know, <laughs> of course, Cap's dead.
2: Uh, we have a comment from Jess Kamai. She said, haven't we h- had enough Captain America imposters lately? Cough,
1: cough. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. True, true. Very fair. Yeah,
0: but that's, that's the thing. Like, it doesn't have to just be Steve Rogers. You know, it could be anybody who's gone away. Hell, it could be Tony Stark. You know, it could be... Um, yeah. You know, any, literally any hero that has gone away it could be Thor because he's off, you know, gallivanting in the galaxy, but still Nick Fury wants to have somebody in place to, to look the part of Thor on, on earth. The
1: reason I think the Steve Rogers thing makes some sense is because it's kind of a hat on a hat and like, maybe you wouldn't expect it because it's like, oh, of course they're doing, they did the ADHD thing or whatever. And then... But then at the end, it's like, of course it was the scrolls. But of course now that I've said it, now that's all I'll think if they do it. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, so sorry I ruined that experience for everyone. Uh, let's yeah. take a quick break. <laughs> there goes Matt ruining the experience. <laughs> <laughs> when we get back, we will, uh, do some feedback, lots of the live feedback, all that reference that we have no control over.
0: And we're back. And we're back. And we're back. <laughs> thank you. Great Melissa. job, Melissa. Thank you. Melissa. Good job. Malissimo.
1: <laughs> Malissimo. All right. Well, thank you for joining us, Melissa. We're going to have you tell what's happening out in the chat. What's been going on this whole time?
2: Yeah, we've got a lot of discussion on the potential of mutants, specifically around Miss Marvel and WandaVision. So huh. I know you guys have talked a ton about the potential of mutants coming from, you know, Wanda's Hex and all, everything that happened in WandaVision. But how do we think mutants could come into effect in Miss Marvel?
0: Hmm.
1: I don't know. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense for the Marvels, because it absolutely could be mutants. We all think that Kamala Khan's going to be an Inhuman because that's what she's in comics, but they could totally change that origin
0: story, especially with the dicey Inhumans that they've had so far. Um, well, there's the dicey Inhumans, and there's there's also the... Like the way that it happened in comics is like so far fetched at this point. There's so much story that has to be told to get to that point. Right. That, that just, it's, it doesn't make any sense to go that route. So they're going to have to change it in some way. Um, but we're not sure. Like maybe they could go from what the video game had, you know, of like some event explosion happened on a day or, or whatever. Um, but like, it definitely isn't gonna be like terrigen bomb covers the earth kind of thing. Unless they, they rope in Agents of Shield and yeah. have her eat some some funny fish. Some fish oil pills. Yeah, some fish oil. Uh shrimp that has been contaminated with the pterogen, you know, whatever. Tossing another the shrimp on the terragen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that wasn't a very good That wasn't a very good Australian accent. <laughs> I, yeah, is that I don't know that
0: was. I, I don't know why you went for Australia <laughs> when she is she's from Jersey and is Pakistani american Toss another shrimp, you know,
1: that whole chestnut. Okay. So yeah, I I think it's very likely that that's how they will bring the uh mutants into the universe. But Kamala Khan could be our first mutant. Now where they're coming from and why they're here now, I have no idea. It could be that it is has something to do with the hex and that how, what is Photon in the comics? Do we know what Photon is in the comics? She's a lady? A hero? Where did her powers originate? Is she a mutant? Oh, her her power origination. It was that she got bombarded by uh, radiation. So I was just curious if she happened to be a mutant in comics and they changed that origin. I'm sure we would have talked about that by now. Um,
0: if she had been the first mutant. But I don't know. I mean, you know, maybe... I was thinking maybe the, the dispersal of the hex caused, like, some sort of burst, especially, oh, Kamala Khan is from uh, New, Jersey, New Jersey, yeah, and New Jersey is where the hex was. Maybe there was some some sort of, like, when the hex opened, like, you remember Wanda started to try to, like, to, to break it open so that people could leave, and, like, the corners were, were coming back, like, they were being pulled back. Maybe that allowed radiation to burst out from inside yeah. it. It's possible. And, and then when she, when she actually did finally bring it down, she brought in the, um, she brought in the borders to where like it all came, you know, it nicely closed up on where she was. So maybe, maybe when she did that, it, it allowed radiation to, to seep out into the world and you start to see. Uh, mutants around, you know, around the place. Right. And then maybe something
1: happens in,
0: you know,
1: you're leaking. talking about the story of the Terrigen bomb and, like, that seems far-fetched, but what if it is, like, something about this radiation that's causing mutants and then you get Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness where she's doing something on a grander scale and her powers sort of leak into the, like, entire Earth and you sort of get that Terrigen bomb storyline but it's bringing mutants in instead of, um, you know, That that kind
0: of, I don't know, that kind of undercuts the, the Inhumans, and there's a lot of Inhumans fans out there. It also
1: undercuts the, um, the evolution aspect of the X-Men, which is very focused on in the, in in the previous set of movies, but I don't know how much they're going to do that in this one or
0: not. You know, I'm betting we're going to see something, um, something that leaves that door open in the Eternals movie. Since the right. Eternals and the uh, the Celestials and all that is, like, you know, so tied into that origin.
1: Right. Right.
0: We'll see something, probably.
1: Uh, no. Crafted America said House of M in reverse, which we've talked about before, is something we talked about a lot with um, WandaVision in the show ending that way, but it did not. Of course, she did end with... Two superpowered children and a brother that seems like he's from another universe, but is actually a dude. And there's been speculation that that still was leading to something. <laughs> the fact yeah, that, it led to a boner joke. Yeah, but that, maybe not. Maybe there's more to it. We just don't know no, yet. I did don't know.
2: Along those same lines, Sparks Sam eighty five asked, "What if we get a Captain Marvel clip in the Miss Marvel TV show, like a battle with Kree creates Miss Marvel?"
0: Okay, hmm. like a battle with Kree created Miss Marvel, like found footage kind of thing from the nineties. Potentially, I think that's what that's what
1: we're going for, or or the in game battle battles. Or, is what I was thinking, but yeah,
0: do you remember? Oh, God. Do you remember that thing that um, in Civil War, when Tony was was first talking to Peter, and Peter was like, Oh, yeah, I'm not that... It's one of those things that happens. It's fake news. I'm not Spider-Man. And um, <laughs> he pointed out, like, uh, what was it? Lights Over Phoenix? Was it? Or the... Yeah, I think it was Lights Over Phoenix. I don't know. But it was like UFOs were the... Was the the thought? Like, right. Mm-hmm. What if that event was Captain Marvel, like that big fight with yon at the end of Captain Marvel. Because mm. they were oh, out in the desert. Oh, Yeah, we don't know where it was. Yeah. It, all we know is it was a desert location.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, it would have been way before that, but still.
0: Yeah, but maybe
1: it's like one of those, maybe in the MCU, it's like one of those things where we talk about Roswell and a, a crash there, mm-hmm. and they talk about lights over whatever, lights over whatever desert that was
0: that he says. Uh, let's see. The Phoenix Lights were a series of widely sighted, unidentified flying objects huh? or UFOs observed in the skies over the U.S. state of Arizona, uh, and also Nevada and the Mexican state of Sonora, yeah, on March thirteenth, nineteen ninety-seven. Ooh, mm-hmm. could be that. Could be. Yeah, that's there you go. close enough in the that's timeline. That's maybe only six years
1: apart. That's basically next door. In millen- the do millennial scale. What? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just joking. What are you talking about? Because it was in '91. That was in '97. So
0: no, Captain Marvel was she got back in '95. Oh, did she? Mm -hmm. Thought so. Okay, I thought it was '91 for some reason. No, '91 is when uh, the mission report. That's where
1: my brain is. (laughs) Thank you for knowing where my brain is. Had to bring it back. Reel it in. (laughs) Reel it in. Maybe they could have linked that. They could.
2: Some sort of accident involving, you know, Kree technology and Captain Marvel's powers.
1: hmm mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I just don't know. Because it's interesting because Miss Marvel has a totally different power set from Carol Danvers. And so, like, interesting to see what they'll do. Because, you know, in the comics, it's just that she's a fan. So that's why she takes up that moniker and her suit and everything. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I'm really curious cuz it's going to be huge whatever they do. Like we I I I can speculate we've speculated about it for years now. Like I just don't know what they're going to do. No idea. Inhumans, mutants, some sort of third party way that she gets her powers, it's all possible.
2: Yeah, and along that same line, Crapton America on Twitch <laughs> ass. <laughs> Do you think Fox's pantheon of mutant heroes are coming to the MCU in some form of bridge event, perhaps as a part of the multiverse reveal? I believe there is a Wolverine series in the works. So how do we get there?
1: I doubt Hugh Jackman's doing a Wolverine series.
0: I would yeah. I would much prefer them to be like a one at a time, one or two, maybe three at a time, kind of sprinkled throughout sort of thing, rather than just being a, a big bridge event, you know? like the um like the incursion thing or the you know the universe is colliding kind of situation is like it's the easiest way to get everybody over but I didn't like them like I didn't like those x-men movies most recently like I don't want those give me Marvel doing it right yeah mm-hmm.
1: I do want the Marvel uh Marvel's version of those I can't imagine they're gonna go back and use like uh, who would you pull from the other universe It's like the the pool that you want to pull is very small and it's like maybe Hugh Jackman
0: it's very dead.
1: Yeah. But he could, you know, if it's an incursion, that's in the future
0: he's dead. No, no. The the pool is dead. Oh, right. I, I got that. I did not yeah. get it. I saw Melissa yeah. recognize it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Clever.
0: I got that reference. <laughs> I understood the reference. So yeah, but like Deadpool like Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool would be great to just pluck that over. And is the one that would make the most sense that he could, because Deadpool does whatever the hell he wants to, right? So, like, that's the only one that really makes sense. Here's the thing? In my mind, it's like Hugh Jackman, Quicksilver,
1: Deadpool, and who else? Like, who else would you really want to bring over? Maybe X-23 or whatever. The little girl was awesome. There's no one else from that universe
0: I really would care to bring. I mean, I like that Colossus, but... Oh, that yeah. Colossus was really only good as a as a super pure foil for for Deadpool. Exactly.
1: And and they could still bring that one. They could bring him with Deadpool. Um, my point is, they've already got the character who the actor who played Quicksilver should have in WandaVision. And there's there's still speculation that could lead to something more. Um, and we already know Deadpool is going to appear in the MCU going forward. And like that leaves Hugh Jackman, which is would be a huge deal if he decided to appear in one more as some sort of crossover. Huge deal, be a huge deal. Correct. Sorry, Uh, I'm only mildly ashamed of that one. That was pretty good. I like that one. I like that one Uh, because it played with the silent G. That's what I liked about it.
2: (laughs) Oh, now I get it.
0: (laughs) devil.
1: <laughs> uh, I like it when Melissa plays dumb and it makes my joke sound worse. Um, <laughs> it's great. Uh okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway. Yeah, there's nobody there's nobody in there that we really want. I mean, maybe McAvoy, but he could play anybody. Maybe Oh yeah, that's true. I would I would like to see.
1: Both, uh, both of the younger versions of Professor X and Magneto.
0: Yeah, Ashley would say, "Let's let me channel Ashley for a second and be a conduit. (laughs) Be a conduit for Ashley. (laughs) I don't care where they put him; they just need him to keep his shirt off." (laughs) (laughs) What happened? I blacked out. I just heard (laughs) Ashley's voice.
2: What happened? My God. How'd you get there?
1: <laughs> some
2: witchcraft.
1: <sighs> Thirst, mother. Where are you,
0: fairy? Thirst, Thirst, mother. mother.
1: <laughs>
0: I hear you. I don't see you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, let's run through some more. What do we got?
0: Um,
2: we've got some news, kind of in the chat, hmm. that Marvel has started their Emmy campaigns for both WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier. And I don't know know about you guys, but if Elizabeth Olsen, I'm not saying if Elizabeth Olsen doesn't win at least one Emmy for her performance in WandaVision, that I'm going to absolutely riot. But if she doesn't win at least one Emmy for her performance in WandaVision, I will absolutely riot.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying this, but I'm also not, not
1: I'm, saying I, that. I, I think she's amazing. I also absolutely love Paul Bettany's performance. Yeah. And Catherine Hahn as well. Like they're all absolutely amazing in their roles. Um, oh yes. And, my God. And the production and how bold and interesting it was for For a Marvel thing to be so different and weird and interesting, like, yeah, Yeah. can't say enough about that. how good that show is.
0: I mean, just like looking at, looking at these shows, we've got Elizabeth Olsen was amazing. Paul Bettany was incredible. Catherine Hahn was, you know, as always phenomenal. But then you've also got Anthony Mackie, like really delivered some powerhouse emotional scenes in Fatwas, mm-hmm. and then, uh, Sebastian Stan as Bucky was also like, he was, Oh God. Like, especially in the, in the, the scene where, um, where he was, he was like getting where, where they were like finalizing the, the, the winter soldier programming being out of him. And he was just like struggling to fight against the, the words being said so that he could keep him his own faculties about him. Like, And they only showed his face during that whole thing. And you just felt it growing. You felt that pressure mounting of like, please, I have to stay me. I have to stay me like, oh, my God, he was so awesome. Like all of them deserve Emmys. I don't like I don't know how to pick. I can't. It's like picking your favorite kid.
1: Well, it's interesting. It's just such it's almost a different playing field, you know, Uh, because these are movie actors playing movie roles, being done by a movie studio. And they're just on TV. It's it's that sort of blending of movies and television has been happening for a long time, and this is just next level. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah. And you know, honestly, like thinking back on that, I think also the the production team for WandaVision and the the music um, or the the Absolutely. composers, like all of those things, where they were doing you know a different version or uh, a different. Time period of of that genre TV, every episode like that's incredible that they were able to pull that off, yeah. In a way that like really sold it, hundred percent. To like all the Emmys, all of them. It's like Oprah, all the Emmys.
2: You get, you get an Emmy, you get an Emmy. That's what they
0: deserve. It is. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we got anything there? Have we gotten anything else feedback wise? No,
2: that's about all from the chat right now.
1: All right. Well, chat, thank you for joining us for the live watch. We're going to continue to these live watches on Monday nights, um, generally go around 5 or 6 p.m., and uh, we're going to, and once Loki's out, we'll probably have to shift that around because it'll be weird. I don't know when we're going to do all our stuff because Wednesdays is a weird day. Figure it out. We'll figure it out. Um, <laughs> Melissa, thank you so much for joining us for the first time as a producer on the show. Everybody! Everybody! Clap! Applause! Yes.
2: Woo! I did it for my fans. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you guys for having me. Of I
0: course.
2: Listen to the show for years. Obviously, love the work you guys do. So excited to be on.
0: Thank you, my your, friend. Your insight is always valuable. Always appreciated. So it's a it's a pleasure to have you on here to be in that hot seat for the week.
1: Yeah, for sure uh we'll definitely we'll definitely have to do it again sometime. Um well, I guess that's about all for us. We're the Marvel Sun Universe podcast. If you would like hit us up at patreoncom cast, and uh, you can uh, subscribe there and get this stuff ad-free and early access when we have it and uh all that's good stuff and helps the show.
0: Helps us I think grow. We're also going to be starting a new series on there for the patrons. Oh, with what, the, uh, the Lego things? Oh, that's for the patrons? Was it gonna be? Or were we doing that on Twitch? YouTube, I, don't oh, know, YouTube. Man. I don't know. Whatever. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> you tell us, Melissa, you're the best at marketing. I feel a little woo
1: today. Okay. My brain had a hard time. It's probably the blood loss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, from the yeah, foot. from the injured foot that I sustained right before we went live supposed to go live at uh, 6 today and we didn't get on till 6.30 because I Matt's
0: trying to rush us through it because he's bleeding out (laughs) he's like I have to go to the hospital after this can we wrap it up
2: (laughs) I fully expected to like get through this this recording, and I to be like, "Thank God!" Like I bled through my bandages six times since I've been sitting here, but we had to record. <laughs> Blood is everywhere. Couldn't miss
1: it. I, I think the foot's fine. I just I stepped on something sharp right before we came on the show, and I was bleeding. It's pretty bleeding, pretty seriously. And but but I, 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 once I washed it and dried it and put a bandaid on it, it seemed like it was going to be fine. <laughs> but I'll probably be limping for a couple days. Anyway uh love you all 3000 peace until next time true believers bye thank you for joining us for the marvel cinematic universe podcast available everywhere you get podcasts and now a video version streaming live on twitch.tv slash stranded panda tv and available at youtube.com slash stranded panda and if you'd like to learn more about all of our other podcasts geeky projects and ways to support the network visit strandedpanda.com.